Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We are too wild and crazy Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you, July 22nd, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Thursday morning. Fellas, how we doing? Doing well. Uh, Tired. I can confirm that. Um but we're trucking along. It, it, it yesterday was just as cr- even crazier than I expected it to be. So, whoo, still still exhaling. Uh, it been a bit been a crazy week down here, crazier than any other I've been a part of. So, uh, SEC media days just it just means more. I you you sound very tired, Nick Roush. That that is yeah, that's true. Very tired. I too. At least I still have my voice. Tired. Oh. We've, we, we've got we've got two two out of three very tired. Correct. Ooh, wow. Well, well Terry, hold on. Well, what Justin? What what were, what were you up to? Too too busy not having any any time to go to bed. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, I had to work till pretty late. Came home, drank a beer or so, and then went to bed. So I guess you technically could have just gone straight to bed. Uh, I would have still been tired. I, I'm I'm so behind on sleep this week. I need a catch up day today. Yeah, I hope you get it. I hope you 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 get the the rest you need, Nick. I'm sure you were just out partying. No, I was uh, in bed around nine thirty. Here, out probably so ten thirty. Throwing them back with Luckett. You two just really, really chugging them down. I imagine. I'm actually pretty excited to hear about Luckett tonight because he ran into the unofficial SEC Media Days karaoke party. And it was his birthday, so I'm sure he just tore up the stage. Who was who? Who did he? Who else did he know down there? Well, I know Barrett Sally was the one that tweeted something out and about SEC Media Days karaoke 8:45. Be there, and I got a text from Luckett right before I went to bed. Well, found Barrett. <laughs> so, wonder so how, he, wonder he how was, things went. He was just going and just gonna meet folks. Well, I don't think it was intentional. I think they just kind of ended up at the same place. But yeah, you know, that's a lot of, I mean, we were watching the finals with a guy from uh, the Columbia, or no, excuse me, the Charleston, South Carolina newspaper that covers South Carolina. There's just media folks everywhere in that area. So if you're going to one of the few establishments, then you're probably going to find some other media folk, and then you kind of yuck it up. It's basically... TJ, whenever you go to the big appraiser conventions and y'all talk inside baseball with appraising, that's kind of what this event has turned into, except the people who normally are like uh, exclusively your national folks, normally they're thrown in cruise control by this point in the week. And and, except we got like a realignment bomb yesterday. So they, they, they pulled a little overtime. Yeah, we're going to talk a lot about that here on Kentucky Roll Call today. That's that's interesting. They do have appraising conventions, Roush, and they're in Vegas 
and supposedly they do get pretty wild and they incentivize you to go and for your your ce classes continuing education classes if you go to it they say like all right well you don't have to worry about them this year you'll you'll get them just by being here and uh, i i do think an appraising convention i've never been to the one in vegas although i'm sure someday i probably will go but i i would imagine that's dorkier than like um rivals we had a big rivals press conference um, mm-hmm. or not press conference, but convention, I guess you should say, I would say it, it would be dorkier than like a group of journalists getting together, believe it or not. So yeah, journalists are real dorky though. You know this totally dorky, but like I, appraisers are like cell phone outside the pants dorky. No, no, <laughs> no offense. To all the, no offense. To all the fun folks. It's, it's, it's incredibly practical. It's a good it's place to store a phone. You're not going to worry about which pocket you put it into because you got it in the holster, but it's, it is dorky. I mean, I'm sure those people know that. Oh man, that, that's a good point. Uh, the one thing though about media members is there is an air of confident dorkiness that you get like unwarranted oh, yeah. confidence. You know, well, that that's the thing about journal. That's the, that's probably the difference is, again, appraisers, cell phone outside the pants, wearing the shants. Uh, they know it. Journalists think they're cool. They think they're yeah. like in, they think they're influencers. <laughs> it's really true. And a lot of like you're either a former jock or you think you're smarter than a former jock. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You look <laughs> down really on no in between. Yeah, yeah. Either you're a former jock or you look down. You've looked down on jocks your entire life out of your uh, superior brain. Yes. That's exactly how how that business works. So people are winding down. You, you got uh a back and forth between Nick Saban and Adam Luckett, which was interesting. Did you did you feel like he kind of outshined you this week? Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. But also, this is uh, this is like Luckett's wheelhouse, though. You know, I, oh yeah, especially the other teams like getting into nuance with what's going on over there. Like I, you know, I don't really know. So I, I've been busy just trying to yuck it up with other media members instead. So. I, to build myself up, I'm just clinging on to other coattails. That makes sense. It's a good way to yeah. look at it. I saw you interviewed Paul Feinbaum. Yeah, Kublik. Uh, oh, uh, guys, you're going to be really proud of me. Um, I, I interviewed Chris Doring, and I said, first things first, how dare you? Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah journalism, it, you know. What, what did he say? Did you really do that? I really did. He was like, wait, what did I do now? And I was like, you beat Kentucky, you son of a... Oh. <laughs> He's like, were you even alive for that? <laughs> so yeah, I was two years old. So uh, <laughs> the the whole thing's coming out today. But uh, yeah, pretty fun to hear that. Uh, Paul Feinbaum uh, said that Smokey's a bad dog. Uh, not in exactly as many words, but that Smokey has a bad personality. I think that was his verbatim. Wow. Yeah. Have, you, have you tweeted that out there? Uh, I, I don't think the verbatim quote, but yeah, I said fine bomb slam Smokey was my, was my headline of my tweet. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> I, I, I think you could trigger some Tennessee fans with that. If you, if, if, if it got into the right circles, uh, right. It, just, yeah. it was, it was at the wrong time though. It came out in the middle of realignment talk oh. and like, uh, I don't think college football fans are ready to to be able to handle and consume realignment talk in the Twitter era, uh, the I'm, social I'm, media era. 
I'm just going to be honest with both of you. I'm I'm very excited to talk realignment talk. And I know how this radio show works. We've done it long enough to know now that it's a, it's a sleepier start with the 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. We understand some people don't get up, don't tune us on till they get in their car on their morning commute into the office. And then there's, of course, I think the majority of our listeners, podcast listeners, so they do hear the first part. But whenever you guys just say you're ready to, to get going on the realignment talk, I'm, I'm I, in. I think, I think I'm warmed up. Okay. Well, that's what I like to hear. Justin, I yeah. will say Trevor sent in like a bunch of texts. Um, I did, I did I did not send them all over. So if you wanted to to do that, ooh, that would ooh. be phenomenal. Hey, TJ, Honor. I have an idea. What if what if we just get Justin to read Trevor's text as Trevor, and that could just be like Trevor's corner, and it's just Justin going. Rah, 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 rah. Oh, yeah, can do it. Yeah, okay. go light up, light up a sig, and and we and we could do that. So yeah, we 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 could do something more alliterative than Trevor's corner, Trevor's time. Uh, Ooh, Trevor time, I like that. Trevor uh, time, yeah. And then, <laughs> Giannis <laughs> can't shoot; he stinks. Oh, how cute was that Giannis video, Chick Fil A? Oh man, those were those were all great. And did it make you want to just go get nuggets too? And you know, political beliefs aside, shouldn't just we get Chick Fil A to like start taking over the DMV or something? Like you do get a chicken sandwich after you get a new ID, but like Giannis is like, hey, there's 150 thousand people watching. Can I put you on camera? And girl is a star. She is an absolute star. Keeps like a, a perfect smile. She is very professional. She doesn't get the bright lights. Don't scare talking to the hero of the city that just dropped a 50 burger to clinch the first championship in a long time and doesn't even break character. Doesn't nope. even act like the big stage gets to her. Chick-fil-A, whatever they do in their little training courses, nuts. Absolutely nuts. They've got they've got something going on. But cute video, ordered 50 chicken, uh, what, are, what are the little... The breakfast. Are they nuggets? Chicken. Yeah, they're oh, they are te- they are bites. technically there are nuggets, but they're on those like really super sugary cinnamon rolls things. I think they're chicken biscuits. Chicken no, minis. Not chicken, chicken minis, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fifty chicken minis. Not forty nine. Fifty. And uh <laughs> and he deserves it. He deserves a cool video. Uh the celebration continues in Milwaukee. Okay. Realignment talk. Boom. Comes out yesterday out of nowhere. That I mean, it wasn't like a rumbling. We didn't get like a get the get the carousel fired back up. Realignment's coming again because Roush that consumed like two summers. Two summers. It was just realignment frenzy, and that was like the not the earliest of the earliest days of Twitter, but that was when Twitter was coming into its own. That was like when it was like getting 17, starting to get some muscles, you know, everybody was starting to kind of enjoy mm-hmm. it. And yeah, it was when it was fun and you would just tweet like funny things at, yeah, yeah, after drinking 12 yeah. beers. Yeah. It, yes, exactly. That's uh, that was when really it was at its peak. So that was fun. And some would say the conference realignment really took Twitter to its new level, but it was such a frenzy. I don't know if we're even going to get all that, Roush, because this almost seems 
incredibly far along if you trust the national media, which a lot of these, you know, Pete Thamel isn't as much as he was goofy with Dennis Canner thing a decade ago, which is weird to say. He he gets a lot of things right. He's not wrong very often. Man, he is hated though, man, and I I, I appreciate that that people really don't like Pete Thamel or Brandon Marcello from Twenty Four Seven Sports. Just oh really? Like just in re- general? Yeah, like as people, like like just they're. I, I think they are uh, considered jerks, if you will. Uh, Who, Peter uh, Burns. Peter Burns really got a good slam in uh, whenever Thamel tweeted. Yeah, uh, I forget. Shane Beamer really appealing to uh, the folks down here by mentioning B-list SEC network personalities. And uh, it's like, oh, my God. Like, like that's why you're a jerk. You're just calling your colleagues B-listers. Uh, mm. And Peter Burns is like, yeah, I remember when all the A-listers said we weren't going to play college football last year. The B-listers didn't really freak out. Wow. Yeah. Suck it. Suck it, Thamel. Oh wow! He, I just went to Brandon Marcello's uh, Twitter page, and the first tweet that he replied to was "Karaoke's happening tonight at SEC Media Days," and it was, it was so. That, I guess that was a big thing. The we, I, gosh, I need an update on Karaoke Night at SEC Media Days. Brandon yeah. could Brandon couldn't make it. Um, mm. He oh, couldn't no. make it. I'm sure but people were so sad. I didn't re- I didn't realize people didn't like him. Um, well, I know that he had, a little, a, he had, he had yeah. a spat with UK, and yes. I, I feel like that's just a theme of how he operates. Yeah, I knew he was a little combative, if you will. Yes. Yes. But uh, okay, interesting. Learning you, mm-hmm. you, you've got. I don't have any toes in the media scene anymore. But there's folks. I, I'm not lying or exaggerating. There's more journalism and media drama than your high school lunchroom. I can promise you that. And it's really fun to kind of follow from afar. I don't, I don't get as much, uh, I don't brush shoulders with those folks as often. So I don't hear the scoops, but, but it's, it's real Roush, right? Oh, it's, it's very real. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. But, but anyways, uh, I, I will I say that. most of the, the sec network folk that you see on TV just couldn't be nicer. Some, I think some people are a little, Big timey, but all those guys, because most of them, I mean, it's kind of like, you, you know, Laura Rutledge was on the set today. Now she's big time. But most of the, the the folks of the network realize, like, this is a nice starting ground. And even if you don't move up, if you play your cards right, you can just do this forever. Um, because in the SEC, people people love them, you know. Uh, they like their people. So uh, those were good folks. So I'll, I'm happy to send them a salute. Oh, even even in the Lexington and Louisville beats, a lot of really good people in journalism and media and a uh, lot of people that are total jerks that are amazing at their jobs, too. So uh, and a lot of really great and a lot of really great people that aren't aren't so good at their jobs, but they're super nice and they're fun to to be around. It, it's like anything in life, but the that there, there's not quite the gossip in the appraising biz roush Mm -hmm. that that is somewhat you i I shouldn't say unique to journalism in the adult professional field but i would be hard-pressed to to know if there is a business where there's more high school drama than there is in journalism which look at he actually might have created an enemy uh in the process of yesterday's breaking news so uh, I know a lot of eyes were on Nick Saban, but uh, when he had his back and forth with him, 
But as the news was breaking yesterday from the Houston Chronicle, uh, you know, it was a little quiet. That The news, I have a feeling that it was being sat on until it was almost Texas A&M's turn to go to the podium. And right when we're all freaking out about it, Luck is just like, God, of course this is behind a freaking paywall. <laughs> well, 10 minutes later, Jimbo Fisher takes the stage. Houston Chronicle reporter stands up behind Luckett, and it's the guy who wrote the story. <laughs> oh. oh. Rick Zimmerman, Houston Chronicle. I, I didn't realize it at the time, but he he did. And it was it was a crawl in the t- under the table kind of scenario. Did so there's he absolutely heard Luckett. I don't think there's any way around it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's that's uh, that's a classic foot and mouth sort of scenario. And we've all been there. We've all had certain situations and experiences like it. The the feeling of like trying to crawl out of your body is Mm -hmm. about as unique as a feeling really can get. And uh, Luckett experienced that, I'm sure. Oh, well, I mean, it was behind a freaking paywall. Yeah. And it's also one of those things, too, where the guy I'm sure he was having that breaking news adrenaline rush, too. So he might not have heard what anybody was saying around him. But if he heard anything at all, he was going to hear Luckett uh, bitching and moaning about the paywall. (laughs) That that's good stuff. So it comes out, and then all the national media—they're reaching out to their sources at Texas and Oklahoma, and Roush. The the most the the most definitive thing we have, in my opinion, is not a single one of them said no. Not mm-hmm. one. And they all, you, from a f- official capacity, they didn't say no, but we can't address every unnamed, anonymous source rumor that's out there. The college landscape is, you know, Oklahoma, Texas, they they gave the nothing burgers, but they did not say no. And then every inside source that people have and uh, across the board, and, and people kind of started to name people there as time went on, as it went later into the night and into this morning, you got more official capacity names of people saying, yeah, we're looking into it and whatnot. But not a one person said there's no truth to this. It's uh, this is just a ploy. This mm-hmm. is trying to reno- you know, get the reno- renegotiate in 2025. This is just laying the groundwork. Everybody said, yep, they're looking into it. Yep, they're trying to make it happen. And it eventually got to, with Pete Thamel leading the charge here, it could just happen in a few weeks. Weeks, Roush. This mm-hmm. could all be – you know, wow. I, I'm I'm sold on it. Uh, like, uh, you know, obviously there's going to be some obstacles and we're going to talk about those. But the timing of this just makes sense. I mean, we had Mark Emmert talking about decentralizing the NCAA. So, uh, Greg Sankey takes the podium on Monday and, and drops Bob Dylan. The times they are changing, and it's as corny as that was. The college landscape is shifting once again, and I like that Bob Bowlesby, the Big Twelve commissioner, in his statement or quote about it, he said, "You know, remember last time realignment? It was all about cable networks. Well." And getting those audiences. Well, cable networks, it's not the same landscape, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, it doesn't matter. Who cares about the cable networks? You can still make a ton of money. It, what I, in my mind, a big part of what Sankey said on Monday, too, was about the big deal that they signed with ESPN and Disney in 2024. 
even if it like the deal might not be done, I I would assume that essentially right now Texas and Oklahoma realizes all right, something big's happened. We've got to be shoppers. The SEC is willing to be buyers to grow that pot. And I, I think it's going to, like, it makes sense. It makes sense all around. Uh, I don't know why Greg Sankey wouldn't want to be the one taking charge. He's feeling froggy after being the guy who kind of stayed the path throughout the pandemic stuff. And I, I think he's confident that he's like, all right, well, I can be the guy to really usher the SEC into the next level and make sure that we are at the top of the top. Because, TJ, if, if Texas and Oklahoma are going anywhere else uh, outside of the Big 12 here soon, you want it to be the SEC, right? Like, that, if, if you're the Southeastern Conference, you want that to be the case. So, uh, I, I, I think it's going to happen. I, I really do. And even if it's not a complete, totally, we're putting pen to paper um, in the next three weeks, Obviously, they had some. They've already had those talks. There's no denying that. Now it's a matter of, all right, from a practical standpoint, what has to happen to make it happen, and and then once we do, how is it most equitable to distribute this super conference? How, how are we going to get teams? How are we going to get to where? folks are playing other folks and it, it all makes sense on our end and i actually think the conference not only from a financial standpoint but from i i think it'll be the best it's been since the last realignment i, I the the 14 threw a wrinkle in that was dumb where you're only playing lsu once every uh 15 years or something like that this is I, there's ways to make it work by getting to 16 that actually make more sense with them with 14. You're right. It, it would probably lead to pods. I would hope. Yeah. Uh, get rid have, of divisions. You have four. So then your, your annual opponents are in theory, and you'd hope that they do their, their best doing this. It, there is, there is a hiccup with it. And we'll, we, we've got, we've got all show to talk about this stuff. And, we will talk a lot about it, and we'll probably talk about it for as long as it's in the news to to some degree. But you'd hope that you your annual games would be ones very close by regionally or as clo- close regionally to some mm-hmm. degree. Again, wouldn't be able to be perfect. And then you're right, Roush, where it, it could equal out to where you're actually getting to play teams more frequently with a, the addition of two more teams than you were with the old setup mm-hmm. that, that they're going to do away with sooner rather than later anyways. And maybe, maybe the expansion would be their excuse or their easy way out of it because it isn't, you had Leach yesterday even talk about the cross opponents. It, it's, they got to figure something else out. But anyways, uh, adding, adding Texas and Oklahoma, I think you could go to a pod system and the the scheduling would be more entertaining. But this is the, the college athletics business always has been, always will be, like so many other things in American society. There's haves and there's have nots. And we don't know what the future looks like with college sports. Let's go ahead and bring in some money makers just to just to be safe. Because why the hell not? And you know what? You had Texas and Oklahoma and Roush. You're not too far away from, oh, I don't know. You add Ohio State. Maybe you take some uh, Clemson. <laughs> maybe, maybe you take a Clemson 
And before you know it, you have an NFL minor league system that plays on Saturdays that could do more than the XFL or the AAF or any of these leagues could ever do. And you're, you're right there. I mean, you're already competing with the, with the NFL as a whole. Imagine if you had bigger names to it. I mean, Saturdays would just be, would be as big as Sundays. They already are. in a lot of the country that could change even in more areas uh, or at least compete and get, or get closer to it. it. It's a wild concept, but, you bring in this additional revenue if you have the chance. Are there a better two teams to join from the Big 12 than Oklahoma and Texas? Probably pretty ideal, huh? Well, there's a there's a reason that it, it's mm-hmm. the best two. The best two, <laughs> I mean, tells you everything about how they feel about the future of the Big 12 and they're on they're the same way. They're they're thinking, "All right, uh things don't we don't know what it's going to look like." We like our athletic departments. We we know our worth. Uh, just in case things kind of get crazy or there is this break off, or we we want to be with the we want to be with the people that that are we think we're more similar to than say a, a West Virginia or a TCU. So yeah, we're we're gonna make this switch if they'll have us. And the SEC should do it, folks. Uh, I, I get it. Texas are dorks, but you know what? This is a good chance for them to get some humble pie where they're not going to be able to run things. They're going to be told no. Imagine Texas trying to to bully around other teams in the SEC. You it, you wouldn't be able to do it. Uh, it it feels almost like a, a small like country Roush is forming to, to some degree. Like you had mm-hmm. Texas and Oklahoma, and that conference is so strong that if you want to start making rules – Either the NCAA probably would have to follow your guidelines or they're not going to want to lose you. And <laughs> right, as right. And, and you're right, and you're smart to bring up the Emmer comments because I think that's kind of like a tap the brain sort of deal, tap the head and say, oh, oh, okay. The NCAA is basically saying, listen, you guys are basically running the show as is. That's that's how it probably should be. Uh, which should be more official because we already know under uh, behind the scenes it is the power conferences that are that are pulling the strings. So SEC acquires Oklahoma and Texas, and you you've got all the big boys. I mean, not not you're, yeah. you're missing out on just maybe a few, but you are really a super conference. So you don't say no to that, and even if that ticks off A and M, and I get why I would tick them off. I understand oh, yeah, yeah. why, but AM, <laughs> you're the you're the newbies here, guys and gals. You don't get to call the shots. Uh, you can have a vote, and it's got to be 11 out of 14 that say yes for it to happen. So if only 10 are on board, then boom, you don't you don't bring in the expansion. Supposedly AM and Missouri are yeah. no's. I, I understand it from a Missouri standpoint. Well, hey, but guess, the, guess the, what the most do. recent additions too. Yeah. They're like, no, come on, we don't want to share any of this pie. Yeah, the, hey, that's kind of our recruiting areas. That's our spot. We're promising something that those two schools can't promise. And now, if you allow them in, then then they that that loses a big advantage for us. Well, tough taters because you're going to make more money. And folks, you always want to have money. Anything. Let's say college sports collapses in ten years. Well, the the conferences that are going to be able to to fix it or Let's say the NCAA, I should say, not college sports. Let's say the NCAA collapses. 
that's not people are like, well, you can just start your own conference and they can make their own rules. You have to employ thousands and thousands of people to do this. The SEC already has a good foundation and structure for it, but you can add additional revenue from Texas and Oklahoma. You don't say no to that. That's just way too much money on the table. You don't say no to it. It'd be good for Kentucky, too. And mm-hmm. if we're looking at this as a we want to continue to move past, uh, we're already past, but move further create more distance between the University of Kentucky and the University of Louisville. You add additional revenue of Texas and Oklahoma and you get that kickback back to Kentucky. It's just more, it's, it's oil money. Roush, we want oil money, oil money, oil money. Well, I mean, just look at what the stadiums, how campus has transformed since the last time realignment happened. It's been, it's been amplified for the better. Uh, yeah, what what is what you're paying your coaches right now too? Like, yeah, you can do that because of the TV revenue that you're getting from the SEC network. Now let's add more money to the pot that you're going to in 2024, and then oh yeah, you can add Texas and Oklahoma too. Texas is not backed by any means, uh, but hell, Oklahoma, you get your playoff kickback money. That yeah, it's it, it would be good for Kentucky, and I think it would also. You know, it wouldn't be bad for them in basketball either. It would make the SEC. Uh, we we wouldn't have to hear the ACC Big Ten junk every year about them being the best conference. Oklahoma's not that far removed from a Final Four. Chris Beer's going to have them rocking and rolling down in Austin. So, uh, and then in women's basketball, like th- th- those are pretty good programs as well. So, uh, or hell, like you name it, both of those teams pro- or both of those schools bring a lot to the table. So. Uh, obviously, there are some obstacles. We're going to need to talk about those. But uh, I, I think the latest breaking news, Terry, from late last night, uh, WFAA reported that the two schools have prepared letters to send to the Big 12 early next week, stating that neither intend to renew their media contracts when they expire in 2025. Woohoo! Justin, what'd you have? I was just going to say, perhaps a dumb question, but does any of that money from Longhorn Network come to the SEC if this is the case? Good question. Longhorn Network would cease to exist. Yeah, so they, they've said that Longhorn Network would it, it would get absorbed into the SEC network, which and it both are owned by ESPN anyway, so it, it wouldn't really be that big of a deal or probably too much of a hassle and probably would make ESPN folks very, very happy. Higher powers that be are going to see this through, and Texas and Oklahoma are going to join the SEC, and they will be in the SEC. So if you're against it, I change can be scary. I understand that. Texas, they're a bunch of dorks. We look at Oklahoma a little kinder, but Texas is a bunch of dorks. But you know what? Texas A&M was kind of a bunch of weirdos, and uh, they've fitted in just fine, and we've embraced them. Missouri, not as great as a fit, but that's okay. Uh, Columbia is a, a nice little college town, but it's going to happen, and think about that. Texas had the audience and the desire, and the and, and they saw it through, to create their own network. Like, that, we want that. Like, we want that – we want that advertisers were just going nuts to be able to jump on that when it happened. And it kind of backfired a little bit as you, as uh, the big 12 commissioner mentioned Roush, but you want that. You want those eyeballs coming into the sec. It doesn't add new markets necessarily. 
but it just brings in a whole new audience from similar markets. But now you're just controlling you're controlling every TV market in, in Texas. You're not splitting them anymore. You're controlling them. That's a huge deal. That is financially hard to even comprehend. Oh, man. There's a lot to this, and I, I enjoy the chaos behind it because, you know, if this domino falls, an extremely large domino, then just kind of chaos ensues. And yeah. frankly, I, I whew, man, going to be oh, yeah. going to be hilarious to watch. And we need to talk about that, what that domino would do, because you're right. Then, then the ACC and Big Ten are looking at each other and they're saying, we, we if we don't do something, we're in trouble. And they're, they would have to have this kind of merge, which would be interesting. Oh, there's so much to talk about, so much to get to. It's really exciting stuff. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. We'll continue talking about it. We'll get to your text, 502-414-1450. More after this. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, two sleepy fellas, and myself doing radio today. But I think that segment woke you all both up a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Hey, nothing wakes me up quite like a cup of realignment. Justin, as a Hoosier dingus uh, and a Big Ten dingus yourself, what do you feel about all this? How do you how do you look at this? Does this make you a little nervous? Here, no, here's what I think needs to happen. So to keep it even with every other league, I think it needs to remain at 14 as opposed to expanding and adding Oklahoma and Texas. I say you just trade for Missouri and Texas A and M. That's what I think. That's no. not. I mean, that's just no. not how that's going to work. No. Justin. That's not how it I, works. I understand that. I'm not saying I'm, that's how it's going to work. I'm saying, from my perspective, that's what needs to happen. Give the Big Twelve, Missouri, and A and M back. You all take Texas, Oklahoma. Everyone's happy. No, no, no they're not. That's Missouri, no. Missouri no. and Texas A and M would just sue yeah. and and win because that's not how that works. All right, well, then don't even send them to the Big 12. If they're going to be little babies anyways, let's send them to the Pac-12. No, Justin, here, here's, the, here's the real question that's not like uh, an imaginary tale that you're just coming up with. Which two teams do you want the Big 10 to poach from the Big 12? Because that's what's going to happen. The Big 12, we always knew in the Power 5 that they were going to be the first conference to go. They've always been on the shakiest of grounds. So who's it going to be, Justin Kalen? Who is going to join the Hoosier dinguses? We've already poached Nebraska, so there's one. So I guess we just we're just needing one more. Two right. more. You have fourteen. Uh, you got sold. You got sold a limit on that one there. That, yep. that yep. we did. I, I would definitely want to take Texas Tech. Um, <laughs> really? What? I mean, if you all are taking Oklahoma and Texas, there's not really many options left. Texas Tech is the first school you name. That's the worst one. <laughs> Jiminy Christ. <laughs> I think the correct answer is Kansas no. is the obvious one yeah, because basketball. I, I was choking on my Big 12 team members there, guys. Sorry. Yes, uh, I would definitely take Kansas and Baylor would be my two picks. 
Ooh, uh, but Baylor, they like they're they're rapey though, you know. Whoa! Oh, we yeah. gotta have we gotta have one bad boy in the conference. I would I, so I, I think one I think bad boy Oklahoma in the conference State. with everything that went on at Michigan State and Michigan yeah, and Lord. Ohio State and Penn State and one consistent bad boy. Uh-huh. I mean, well, we there's no denying they fit the culture. Oh yeah, uh, this it's this is bordering on icky conversation, but there's yeah, truth to it definitely as well. is. Yeah, uh, I I think Oklahoma State could be attractive for the 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 Big Ten, and which brings me to the biggest obstacle in all of this. Uh, I have a feeling too. West Virginia, the ACC, and then Notre Dame just links up with them, and just that that's your sixteen teams in the ACC. But I, I think the the biggest hurdle in all of this, the biggest obstacle. You know, TV contracts, they can be bought out. Um, you know, Texas A&M and Missouri, they can vote against it. But they still would need to get two more to come over. And when you tell teams that we're getting rid of divisions, because that, that's the biggest hesitation for, like, I know there's a lot of Kentucky fans out there who are like, oh, my gosh, they're going to move Alabama and Auburn to the east. We can't have that happen. Like, no, that's, that's not what's going to happen. And so I, I don't think that will deter uh, folks from from keeping them out, but the biggest deterrence in all of this, the hard, the thing that makes this the most difficult is that the Oklahoma State Legislature has a law that says if Oklahoma moves into a new conference, they got to bring Oklahoma State with them. Well, sorry, Mister Mullet Man, I know you're a man, you're forty, but nobody wants you. Uh, the the you know bedlam's fun and all, but Oklahoma State is the Hell, they might even be worse than Louisville in in this equation. Nobody wants them. So finding a way to wiggle your way out of some state legislation to be able to make a move, I, I, I that is I, what I see as the biggest hurdle in this. I don't know exactly how they do that, but I'm sure the powers that be are going to find a way to try to finagle themselves out of it. Well, Oklahoma State released a statement, which is hilarious. I mean – Imagine Louisville releasing a statement based on Kentucky doing something. I know it's different because Oklahoma State and Oklahoma in the same conference have been for a very long time. So I know that – and they've got state laws and the stuff that Roush just mentioned. So I, I know the situation is different. But, like, you don't need to be releasing a statement on your rival. But it was heavy on the loyalty talk, Roush, which is <laughs> embar- which is embarrassing. Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma – like I said, they're, they're – there are higher powers working behind the scenes here, even probably outside of the SEC and outside. Like you've got lawmakers, I'm sure, behind the scenes saying, "I don't think it would have gotten this far already to the point that people think that in a few weeks it could happen if some lawmakers weren't already, yeah, didn't already give the the go ahead, yeah, uh, or or they're not saying, yeah, we think we're going to be able to get it done because I don't think you'd, you'd make this big stink just to." have no chance to being able to do it because then at that point all you've done is ruffle a lot of feathers and made a lot of enemies and we know that there was a lot of that a a decade ago and uh, I I disagree a little bit on the Big Ten's approach and Roush you do bring up a good point with the ACC if I'm the ACC I'm moving quickly just to add West Virginia because Mm -hmm. I think you can I think they'd be desperate to join and are we going to go to four super conferences where it'd be the Pac-12, the Big Ten, the ACC, and the SEC? That could happen. 
and if I'm the ACC, yeah, I'm I'm doing whatever I can to get Notre Dame, and I am locking in West Virginia if I can, and I'm I'm happy with that. Right. But then I'm getting a little, I, but I don't know if they can get Notre Dame. If I'm the Big Ten, I'm thinking to myself, all right, in the pecking order, we're we're looking we're looking the second best, and honestly. If I'm the SEC, I may be talking to the Big Ten and saying, hey, don't, uh, you know, make the right choices here just in case we ever want to go to a 32-team super conference because that'd be the next <laughs> logical – that'd be the next – you know, if you if you had the Big Ten and the SEC together, then that is college athletics to some degree uh, with obviously some exceptions. There'd be other dominoes to fall. Anywho. But if I'm the Big Ten, I'm I'm thinking a little bit bigger than the trash left in the Big 12. No offense to the trash left in the Big 12. You know, Iowa State could be like a logical join just because you've got Iowa already and, you know, bring it, whatever. But you could do so much better. I'd put the absolute full-court press on Notre Dame and say, listen, you can't stay independent any longer. We know that you've been the ACC sweetheart. You've had the sweetheart deal with them. Time to betray them and join us. You make sense. Geographically, I mean that's just the perfect fit for Notre Dame in the Big Ten. You make sense, especially with like traditional rivalries and stuff like that. Traditional rivalries, sure, and then academics falls in line. So Notre Dame is first and foremost who I would try to get if I'm the Big Ten. And then secondly, you've already kind of got this wonky little landscape. I'm making a push to Clemson before Clemson ends up somehow joining the SEC. They're a great football power. They've got great football tradition. They've got a great fan base. And most importantly, they've got a lot of money. It allows you to have a little bit of an imprint in the South. Clemson would be a, you know, I don't, the ACC, when you've got teams like Boston College and they they don't really care about athletics so much. Wake Forest, another one. Uh, you know, Syracuse cares about basketball, but like the ACC, I don't think they would. I would be most nervous for them moving forward if these dominoes start to fall. Big Ten needs to be aggressive and think big here on who they're going to add to be a super conference. And uh, I'd be moving quickly with this, but I, I can't wait to see how it all unfolds. All I'm saying is, if we add Clemson and Notre Dame, Indiana never wins football again. But I, I think right. people. But who cares? Like, I, yeah, right. I think You're people right. keep forgetting that, like. You know, Nick Saban's not going to be coaching at Alabama forever. Alabama in this magnitude won't be like it forever. I mean, we we've seen we remember other... when Clemson was playing Kentucky in the Music City Bowl. Like that, yeah. that was kind of their range. Like the, there's ebbs and flows with this over time. You just get it, it's kind of like when they schedule the games out for 2026, and you're like, oh my god, that's going to be such a good game. And then Louisville stinks, and Ole Miss is good now. Like you know, things change faster than you think in college football. Uh, the only reason, TJ, why I would think that Notre Dame, even though geographically it makes sense, uh, they did pretty well in that little trial run they had with the ACC last year. So, you know, they, they won it. They got in the conference. or Did, did they win the regular season or the conference? I, I, I forget. Yeah, they won. I don't know. I can't keep up with it. But they did well in that first time around, and I think that's what's going to make it attractive to them. I don't see Clemson leaving because of the ACC either because it's the bell of the ball right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I would think that they would do whatever sort of sweetheart deal that the ACC can do to, to keep them around because that's their cash cow right now. Well, if I'm 
I think the Big Ten can be a little bit more patient, but I'm antsy in my pantsy if I'm the ACC. And I'm I'm getting West Virginia on instantly, um, like tomorrow if you can. And, and th- like West Virginia, they've wanted to be in the ACC for so long, uh, mm-hmm. but they they would say yes in a heartbeat. Just and the thing, oh gosh, the Big Twelve. So they're so they're so boned. Um, good stuff. They're they're. <laughs> Yeah, a- ACC should go after West Virginia instantly. Just make sure you get commitments from Clemson and Florida State that they're not going anywhere. It's just the issue, issue with the ACC is the bottom of it. They just don't care about sports, and that's tough for an athletic conference when the, the bottom athletic programs just don't really care about it. Big Ten can be a little bit more patient, but uh, I don't I don't think any of the Big 12 teams we mentioned I'd be foaming at the mouth to add. Yeah, yeah, they're – I mean, it's the Big 12. It doesn't mean more there, you know? And then you got to think about what the Pac-12 is going to do because they they may want to be they want to they may want to be aggressive and maybe you can get into Texas with the Baylors and the Texas Techs there and 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 go on and be okay. I I don't know. I don't know who else they'd get. But yeah, as for like Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, yeah. TCU, yeah, like Who's screaming now to go to Manhattan? You know, nobody. So I guess they would add. Uh, who all would they? They'd add Houston in all sports. <laughs> Houston I mean, and, and Tulsa, maybe. I don't know. It gets ugly. It gets ugly. SMU, fast. like you, you would do like almost an old Southwest Conference kind of deal. Um, yeah, I guess maybe. But it's, it would have a very strong American flavor. Oh yeah, It'd be, Oh yeah. gosh. Man, wouldn't we just hate that for Kansas? Uh, break <laughs> my heart. Yeah, break my heart to see Kansas basketball just be in the American. Hey, it worked out for Louisville, kind of, until, until <laughs> it didn't. But there, there's a million different storylines on all this. And as far as it impacts, and as far as it impacts Kentucky, if UK has to play Texas and Oklahoma in football, would we go into those games feeling great? Uh, probably not. Uh, I think as of late, Kentucky could be more than competitive with Texas and beat them a few years uh, in the past several years, no doubt about it. But it's the SEC. You're already playing really, really tough teams. That Nothing's going to change with that. And Roush, mm-hmm. to kind of bring a comparison locally, it's like Louisville, Louisville's had some really, really good teams in our lifetime, some legitimately good, some that were good, but most of it was they were just beating up on – really bad teams uh, in conference USA, obviously in the American to, to some degree. And then you, they get into a tougher conference and you've seen that it hasn't really, it hasn't worked. Nope. Kentucky, Kentucky just, you know, they could go seven and five and it, it doesn't have me over the moon, but if you're winning seven games in the SEC and let's say the schedule goes to 13 or 14 games, if you had Texas and Oklahoma probably wouldn't, but it, let's say you add the, those teams and you're still winning eight games. It means you're, you're having eight fun Saturdays that you're beating really good programs, really good teams, teams that care a lot about football. If you have that dream season where you get to double digit wins, then you're on cloud nine. And uh, I, I think that, yeah, you could join another conference and get nine to 10 wins, but who's gearing up and getting pumped up when you get to play Eastern Carolina and you win 49 to nothing. What's the tailgate scene like for that game? It's it's more fun playing teams that care, even if it means maybe losing, than beating up on bad teams that don't care in the slot. So what the schedule would look like 
Yeah, this is the most likely scenario. You have your four pods. It would be with your regional, like pretty close regional teams, Missouri, Vanderbilt, likely Tennessee, all teams that are just meh. Uh, so you would play them each year. And how it would work with the other three, four team pods, you would be matched up with one pod for two years and you would play those teams home and home. That gets you to seven conference games, and then you need two more because they're going to go to a nine-game conference schedule. So you would play one team from the other two pods, and that's your two-year cycle. Then you rotate. So here's the thing. Right now, if you have the the way Luckett put it, and I, I agree with it too, right now there's three teams, give or take, that are just in the college football playoff stratosphere. And the rest of the SEC is pretty beatable. And in all likelihood, you're going to play one, maybe two of them a year. I don't know how much that changes by inserting Oklahoma and Texas into this. Like, instead of, you, so you would add another SEC game, so that's another quality opponent. But how many times are you going to play a team that you just walk in and you're like, well, we don't stand a chance. Really, last last year was the worst case scenario where you had – Florida, Alabama, and Georgia in three straight weeks. I don't know if you're going to that, – that's probably more rare than not. Like I, I think that would be a rare occurrence and not an annual thing where you're playing three teams that are bona fide college football playoff contenders. I, I don't think that that's going to happen year in and year out by adding Texas and Oklahoma. And the college football playoffs are going to change too and – the, the whole thing's going to change. I love the, I absolutely love the idea. And I'm sure you could just print money with it. That if you've got four pods, four pod winners, you are in the SEC semifinals. And the winners of those two games will compete for the SEC championship. Like that is, that'd be awesome. And if Kentucky, and we could talk pods in hour number two, I'm sure we will. We've got tomorrow, we've got all week. Hopefully, we've got a lifetime of this because I think it is going to happen. Texas and Oklahoma will be joining the SEC. But guess what? You may have to beat out Vandy, Tennessee, and Missouri to go to 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 go to the SEC semifinals if that would be UK's pod, and we'll talk about it, uh, like I said. That'd be great. And then, boom, you're getting that Saturday where you're taking on Alabama or you're taking on Texas or you're taking on Oklahoma in the SEC semifinals. It'd be awesome. And you'd play towards that. It's similar to like what we talk about in our high school discussions that, yeah, there's only one state champion, but you learn to appreciate winning your region. All right, maybe Kentucky's chances of winning the SEC become even tougher, which they would be because you're adding two good programs to it. It'd be slightly tougher. But guess what? It's already really, really hard. And we've learned to appreciate winning our pod, just like we appreciate competing for the SEC East right now. Your expectations and kind of standards would change accordingly. Uh, I, I get super pumped up thinking about it. We need to hit our daily double break. We will have a full hour. We'll talk more about this. We'll read text into the show. This is exciting stuff for UK, for the SEC, because folks, cash is king in this country. Not sure if anyone is aware of that. Adding two more just athletic programs that roll in the dough more than they know what to do with, that's a good thing. Hour two, KRC coming up next. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Cage.
Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Thursday morning. We appreciate you spending it along with us. A lot to get to. There, there, There's Justin. And uh, Roush decided to join us for the second hour. Roush, how you doing, buddy? Uh, my son is very mad at me. So. Wait, you're back, in, you're back in town now? No, he's been with us the whole time. Oh, I saw Brooke. Okay, I saw pictures that I thought you were home. Uh, I guess the funny thing maybe about some pictures is you don't have to post them immediately where you are. Okay, well, that's great. Oh, that makes yeah. the trip even that much better. I thought... Uh, I thought mom and baby were back home and you were visiting the family, but that's awesome. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he doing all right now? Everything all right? Uh, he just, you know, he, I, I, I think getting out of his house for a week, maybe it's just got him in a mood. He's been very moody the last two days. Uh, mm-hmm. It also has been horrible weather here. Uh, basically a tropical storm every day. Just, uh, it, it's the worst. Yeah. So, you know wildfires out west blowing smog into louisville and then we've got rainforest weather in alabama so you know nothing certainly nothing's happening this is just all a coincidence nick i will trade you because it has been weird looking here this week yeah all that smoggy haze from the wildfires it's weird gotta be it it certainly uh uh the the sunsets have been since I've been home have been different. That's yeah, no no doubt about that. You know what also is different is the Salsaritas experience. It really is. It's the best experience if you ask me. Yeah, it's delicious. It's good. It's different as we mentioned, and the chips are wildly addictive. The spicy hot salsarita is great. The queso is amazing, and if you like guacamole as well, I've been told uh, good things about their. They got two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. Go ahead and give them a call, 502-897-5323. The Middletown location has a drive through St. Matthews, newly renovated. You're going to love what you get at Saucerita's. Plan to visit there for lunch today. All right, Ralph. Hey, uh, did you know that our friend Pam from Saucerita's, her son is uh, playing in the 3M this weekend on the PGA Tour, Steven. Well, best of luck to Steven. That's exciting. Yeah, Steven Stallings, he shot a 61 the day after finishing the Barbasol to qualify for this 3M. Uh, sixth tournament this year, so good job, Steven. Uh, St. X guy, so uh, third best golfer from St. X behind TJ Walker and Justin Thomas. That's what I like to hear. You all know how many Salsaritas locations there are in the country? How many? I'm seeing more than 80 locations, which is pretty incredible. That You had that texter or that guy on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page posted one in Chattanooga, and I was like, man, they must be everywhere. Over 80 locations. That's crazy. Just so you know, the ones we care the most about, though, are the Louisville locations. Right. Of course. They're the best. They are the absolute and total best. Speaking of the best, Roush, how did we do in the lottery last night? We win the big one? Uh, we, we did not win the big one. We're going to win the big one Friday and Saturday. 
Oh, did well, I mean, what were our numbers? I'd, I've got them pulled up here. What, what were our numbers? I just want to see how close we were. The did, fact did, that he said we're going to win Friday and Saturday tells me there was not a ticket bought last oh, thanks, there, there, thanks, there was Justin. not a ticket. Thanks, yeah, yeah. Way to put two and two together, pal. Uh, yeah. It's not, hey, it's not Trevor's time yet. Yeah, I don't uh, – there, there, <laughs> it was one of those things, too, where uh, you also get the uh, – I don't have the gas station directly on the commute, but there's not traffic. So I get, you know, it, it, it passed my mind. So Friday and Saturday, lottery tickets will be got and they will be winners, winners, winners. Disappointing. You know, just once every five weeks, guys are supposed to get some lottery tickets and he even gets reminded to get lottery tickets. Mm-hmm. And what does he do? Big middle finger right yep. to the KRC and big exports radio family's face. We're trying to make a big roush and uh, we're trying to buy Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC. Just kidding. <laughs> that's the great thing. Another thing about it, and we will get to some texts here, but that's another great thing about it is the SEC doesn't even need, like we don't have to have them, but we should take them. If they want to come, hell yeah, let's, let's, let's go. Uh, and if in two years, Ohio state and Clemson come calling, hell yeah, you all can come as well. It just you you want to bring in the the folks that can make you more money. It just is common sense, in my opinion. Should we get to these texts? Yeah, yeah. let's uh, let's get to some of them, shall we? Absolutely. All right. First one five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. You all have the entire Dion San or the Dion story wrong. Did you even watch it? He asked the guy not to call him Dion, and after the small rant, the reporter immediately said, all right, so Dion, about your team, then Prime walked out, LOL. Uh, Well, I actually did not watch it, but I heard it. I heard the audio clip of him saying you wouldn't say that about Nick and whatnot. I did. After you texted, I watched it. It's still – we were right that he's – it's an attention grab. It's to get his name in the news. Although I think it, it really kind of backfired in maybe some ways he wasn't anticipating. But it was hilarious. The reporter had some stones on him. It was great. And I love that there was like instant, and they were like, you wouldn't say that to Nick. And there was an instant video of him saying, hey, Nick, and uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good stuff all around. Yeah. Also, they, man, the reason why it was such a great ploy is because they did this all to distract us from the real story. Uh, Jackson State, the highest-ranked recruit to ever sign to the HBCU. He was like a top 200 receiver from Texas. Uh, on the day before SWAC Media Days, where all this went down, the Mississippi Clarion Ledger reported that uh, a player, that, that, that recruit was expected to plead guilty to domestic assault. Uh, a misdemeanor in the state of Texas, but nevertheless, domestic assault. And uh, Texas, or excuse me, uh, Jackson State said, "No, you can't cover. You can't cover us because you're reporting this." And yeah, like, what, what are you doing? I mean, yeah, yeah real, not, real nasty stuff. Yeah, uh, not, not, hey, not, not good looks. Dion distracted us from it though. When people aren't talking about Dion signing a guy that's uh, getting arrested and charged and pleading guilty to domestic violence we're talking about coach prime so, that's true yeah, yeah. That, that's that's true a texter says uh repeat text for tj being out so what's your all's thoughts to joel being a complete and total bum as re- do you all read this one 
Uh, we read it. He wants to know your opinion okay. specifically so, on Joel Justice and sitting next to Zion it, and not talking to him. Yeah, I don't. I, I didn't know what he was referring to too because it's like a House of Blue thing. So I, I don't know. I, no idea what he's talking about. Yeah. So I, I think that I think he's probably. Uh, I'm just guessing, but I'm I'm sure he's probably getting the fact that he's. Uh, I think he's just talking about something Travis Graff is talking about. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure the story of sitting by Zion. I'm sure Travis heard that from some AAU guy in, in reference to, to Joel. Um, one, I think that, you know, you could have, people could have brought all this stuff up when Joel was here, but people didn't. <laughs> but you know so, why they so didn't? I think I'd have an idea why they didn't. Yeah. 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 Because I, maybe they didn't want to bite the hand that fed them. Sure. And, um, I, I think Joel did a good job at Kentucky. UK had some good classes. They weren't able to get the top three guys, and that hasn't changed with this new staff yet. But they were able to get some really nice players, some players that we all love, fan favorites. They had two teams that really should have maybe won it all, at least gotten to the Final Four, but the ball bounced the wrong way, unfortunately. Uh, we're not going to look back in hindsight and act like that was the dark day of UK basketball recruiting. Um, in hindsight, you know, most likely maybe in 10 years, we'll look back and say uh, we would kill for the, the Joel, Tony Barbie, uh, Kenny Payne when he was, when he was here, those recruits as well. But I don't know the Zion story. I guess he sat next to Zion and didn't say anything to him or something. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, you know, I probably, like, I probably would. Like he didn't. Yeah, that's like he didn't recruit Zion either. I mean, we were both in the middle of that happening. Like we were in Spartanburg when Joel was recruiting Zion. So and believe it or not, like sometimes fifteen-year-old kids don't want to be talked to constantly, <laughs> and they actually appreciate and respect the staffs that stay a little bit away. But I don't know the details of that story, so. Uh, I should just shut up on it. Um, Texter says, were you guys brave enough to take massive dumps in the school's bathroom or would you just wait until you got home growing up? Good question. Mm -hmm. Good question. Uh, yeah. I've, I've never understood people being poop shy. No, just saying, no, if I got to go, I got to go. If it now, depends. It's one on... thing if it's disgusting. Like if the, if the, yeah. like if the toilet, if, if you do, if you only have like a porta potty, then okay. I, I get it. Um, you know, I, I, there was uh, being at a hotel all week. There's some bathrooms I've walked into and just thought, my God. So what you do is you just find a bathroom that's not disgusting. Yeah, I that that'd be the long and short of it for me. If a bathroom was clean, I would uh, have no issues going inside of it and using it. And if it was nasty, I could always wait till I got home. But there's nothing like a home court advantage that that much we know. Like there's nothing like your home bathroom yeah yeah i i concur uh texter says who would win a game of tennis out of you three uh who the hell plays tennis me i i would it, not even a debate you won't get a debate from me because i can't hit it over the net it's it really the, just kind of comes down to how good you are in ping pong in a lot of cases i'm i'm really good at ping pong my best well, oh yeah and i'm i'm not great at ping pong now my problem with tennis is I only play once every like three years and it takes me a while to get just a decent serve down. So, I mean, you know, if, if we're just 
swinging it back and forth. Like I'm not bad. I can put a little mustard on it. The serving though, that's a, that's tough. And when you're good, like you're good, you know? Yeah. I, um, I never really, I used to play like rec recreationally in college and shortly after college, it's an awesome workout, but I really never got to like the point where I could do the fire serve, you know, you try them and mess up and then I just wouldn't go like the little dainty, just get it over, but it wouldn't have the zip on it that I'd like, but I'm no kind of how to hit a paddle. So, uh, I was all right at tennis, but uh, I, I, I'm not, I'm sure there are thousands. Well, hundreds of listeners that could beat me in tennis, but I think against these two, I, I could take them. I, uh, I actually tried to play on the tennis team for a little while. Our tennis coach was cool. I had a couple buddies that were, you know, it was the football guy and the basketball player. They, they were our doubles team and they actually ended up being pretty decent. But when I went to the second day of practice, I was like, my God, this is so boring. Like, you know, I'm good. Oh, it's a great yeah. workout. I love tennis. I, I wish I grew up playing tennis. I, I can say that confidently um, because, you know, any bad looking tennis players? Oh, so you think that uh, – see, here's the thing, TJ, chicken or the egg. I don't think tennis makes you look better. I just think that tennis attracts good-looking players, and you obviously <laughs> oh. were like, not good enough looking, <laughs> so you stayed away. Uh, that's probably that's – a, that's a good call. Yeah, I think you're probably – you're probably right about that. Uh, Texter says, Nick, stop being – oh, that's funny, too. You could just, like, go play for DeSales Tennis. Say next tennis. We had like oh, the yeah, two biggest, re really good. But hey, the sales beat them in region this year, so we're, we're moving on up. Wow, that's huge. That's great yeah. news for the sales. St. <laughs> X built that little complex and stuff, and like the Dude. two biggest hard ass teachers were the tennis coaches, so they wouldn't take any shenanigans. Yeah, and our t tennis coach was cool as hell. Like he was one of our favorite teachers. Uh, I, they I, named, like, I, I like, yeah. The two, yeah. the two teachers that did tennis. They have like their names on like streets at the school now. Like that's they're just well loved kind of guys. Um, but I I do I did think it was funny that <laughs> those the guy my my buddies that played doubles uh, <laughs> one year they they lost in regionals because the guy forgot about it and went to a Jimmy Buffett concert. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's that, that's about how we thought of tennis at the sales back in the day. <laughs> That's that's hilarious. That's quite the story. People like the St. X teachers, but they were just like notoriously known to, you know, if you were if you didn't have your shirt tucked in, they'd be the people that that get you. But oh, they, if you had them for class, and I did, they were they were nice and interesting and and fun to learn from. But uh, yeah, you didn't want to you didn't want to have a shoe untied around them. A texter says, Nick, stop being annoying and give Giannis his respect by actually pronouncing his name properly. I don't. I really or, don't think I'm, Roush is doing it to be like funny or disrespectful. Yeah, like if I was doing it to be funny, I would have already forgotten at some point and, and called and him honest. And it was. And it was just hard funny. G, you know, kind of like yeah, like, you know. It, it's like you it's can't like say you all saying Duran. Yeah, I, like yeah. seriously, yeah, it's just stuck in my head. Yeah, it'll uh, take. It'll take Jalen. It, it'll Durant. if he goes to Kentucky. I will start calling him Duran by like January. It's going to take that long to get it out of my head. Yeah, I don't normally get as worked up about mispronunciations, and I think in large part that's because I do a lot of it. So um, <laughs> I, I, I think if people are intentionally being jerks, that's one thing. But if somebody mispronounces something or where they're from, they say it a little differently, who cares? That's such as life. 
Uh, all right, what's this next one, Roush? Uh, the next texter says, as a hypothetical, if Texas and Oklahoma did get an SEC, what two teams would you all think they would replace? What are you talking about, texter? They're not. Hey, chill. He's asking a question. Yeah, he doesn't okay. know. All right, buddy. Easy, dog. I think one for sure would be Vandy, and I would. And if I had to choose one from the West, I would go Mississippi State. But I believe the three teams that would be mentioned first would be Vandy, Missouri, and Kentucky. Uh, Vandy would be the first because of like the way that they operate as a school uh, from a behind-the-scenes standpoint. They can't raise in money independently from their athletics department for the rest of their school. So that's that's a big reason why they're further behind. It, their, their structure there is silly, and it's the reason why their facilities are garbage. Uh, the reason why Kentucky would not get left behind is because of basketball. Like, let's let's just be honest here. Uh, you you aren't getting rid of a basketball blue blood. Uh, Kentucky if wouldn't. The case. I saw other people with takes like this. Kentucky wouldn't. They'd be in the the top half of the team staying if there was this like purge or something like that. Uh, yeah. The Mississippi I mean, half school, of the, the athletic yeah. directors in the SEC worked for Mr. Barnhart. Like the Mississippi yeah. schools would be gone. Auburn would be gone before Kentucky. Florida would that one would be debatable. South Carolina long gone. Missouri long gone. Uh, it, it, Kentucky it, not going, not going nowhere. And uh, I texture th- this won't be a replace sort of deal. They're just going to add to it. Right. But Roush, your SEC czar, your dictator of the conference, you get to boot two teams. Who are you booting? Uh, Vanderbilt first, and then uh, probably Missouri. Yeah, yeah Vandy, even though Missouri. they got brought in recently, because you're looking at teams that. Like uh, Kentucky's one of the original SEC charter members. Between them and the Missouri, or not the Missouri, the Mississippi schools and the Alabama schools, like those schools aren't getting the boot. So uh, it would be teams you bring in an expansion. It'd be Missouri and Vandy, and then South Carolina would probably be next up for me. And watch at Arkansas too. While you're at it, Arkansas, you're you're not too far off the list either. But uh, no, no, no schools will be will be axed or or taking taken off the list they'll be they'll they'll join i do wonder what vandy football would think though if you had texas and oklahoma oh god vandy football man terry yesterday they had their turn at stc media days clark lee and clark lee he was the notre dame defensive coordinator terry if if you you probably don't know what clark lee looks like but if i just tell you he's a former vanderbilt football player and you just make that image in your mind, that is him. He's like the most like well-spoken, but also soft-spoken, kind of uh, the bald, shaved head. I mean, he, he did wear a cool white coat, like sports coat, that had like plaid all over it. But this guy, oh, man, Vandy's just so lame. I mean, the big talking points, Terry, were – Oh my gosh, Clark Lee brought his own football helmet to SEC Media Days. Can you believe that? And oh yeah, here's the dumbest thing that's ever been done, maybe in college football ever. So we've seen times throughout sports where a coach comes in and says, You all, you all are worth wearing this logo. You know, like Coach K would throw away the gotta earn your stripes, baby. Yes, that happens all the time. Clark Lee took it one step further and said, you've got to earn your numbers. 
As of right now, if you look up the Vanderbilt football roster, there are only five players with jersey numbers on their website. It's like taking the the tough girl at the bar approach. Got to earn the number. But how do you know who's earning their number if you can't even identify who the player is on film? It's it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Uh, even like one of the players was asked. He was like, "Yeah, so how uh, how do you?" you know, know who you're blocking. He's like, yeah, you know, sometimes it's hard, but actually it can be really hard, but see ball hit ball. And it's like, okay, like nice, nice try. They also brought a guy who was a true freshman offensive lineman last year to meet you days. That team is going to be horrendous. I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, I have a no sympathy or empathy policy for sec football uh, i want kentucky to beat everybody very very badly and i love soup's philosophy of wanting to bury tennessee i think that's the greatest thing of all time so mm-hmm. i'm i'm all for it i'm glad to hear vandy's gonna stink uh, ideally they'll they'll stink forever but I, I just that job that that program it's tough they're they're in a tough spot but i will say that if the if the clark lee era doesn't work out they'll look we'll look back and everybody will laugh about that but you do need to do whatever you can to change the culture and stoop kind of had to do some of that not nearly as corny Mm -hmm. or cheesy but you know posting the college football playoff when you're when i think the over under win total that year was like six and a half or five and a half or something like that. Like, you know, that was probably, and we got in Kentucky got laughed at for it a little bit, but you do need to let people start thinking like, all right, Hey, this is, this is different. You need to start shooting a little higher. Uh, You can kind of fake it till you make it to some degree and look at Kentucky now. Like I don't think college football playoffs should be the expectation for this season, but I do think Kentucky should be in the thick of the East the East race for yeah. a good portion of the season. So if you do that, you win the East or you compete for the East, it, you're you're in a different tier than where Kentucky football used to be. So I'll, I'll, I won't make fun of Vandy too much, although I still want Kentucky to beat them by a thousand, and I hope that they do. Yeah, just absolutely bury them, put let's, them in a coffin. Let's go coffin to a break. Drop, maybe. Let's go to a break, but uh, how about we have old, old Scooter Dingus tell us a little bit about Bobby Cook Golf Academy. I think I could probably manage to do that. Let me uh, give me a second here. Bobby Cook Golf Academy, make sure you visit where you can play rounds of golf all around the world. As Nick says, from Cabo San Lucas and England, all in a controlled environment. They have simulators. You can visit Bobby Cook Golf Academy at bobbycookgolfacademy.com. That's Bobby Cook with an E, or you can call them at 812-913-4415. Aside from their simulators, you can also get one-on-one lessons with Bobby Cook, a professional championship-winning golfer right here in southern Indiana off exit four, just a short drive from anywhere in Louisville and southern Indiana. That was professional. We'll be right back. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. internet anywhere what's going on anybody got a blackberry check drudge report good idea no wait we can't check drudge report there's no internet there has to be a way to find out what's going on we can't 
internet? Don't you get it? There's no internet to find out why there's no internet. What did we used to do to get the news before the internet? A television! Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Best way to get in touch with the show is texting on in 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. A lot of interesting conversations off the air there. I I, I do want to bring one maybe on on the air, and that is Justin. He's got his doctor's appointment scheduled. Wow. Yeah. Look at me go. Man, is it? Did you end up going to a specialist, or are you going just to a, a doctor? Yeah, I'm just gonna go to a normal doctor first. As much as I want to, oh that yes, step, I, I'm pretty sure I have to have a referral. So, <laughs> yeah, it's I, how I, I work. I hope this doctor just picks you apart, buddy. I hope that I hope the arm's the last thing they get to. Oh my gosh! <laughs> if, if I w- if I were to go in there on Wednesday and tell them all the issues that are going on. Man, they'd probably tell me to walk right out the door. We don't have time for this. <laughs> he spends eight hours at the doctor's office. <laughs> Isn't that everybody's fear going to the doctor, though, Roush? is just like, they're just going to like, oh, well, you've got this. You've got high that. You need to watch this. You, you, well, you do actually technically have that. Like, it's just like, just, just well, give me in, give me out. Like, I, I came in here because my back's hurting. Just tell me what I need to do. And that's going to be the one thing with me. Like, the second you all start checking my cholesterol and sugar level, no, we, we're not doing all that. Oh, they're doing it. Oh, they're doing mm-hmm. it, buddy. Okay, you, they can do it all they want, but don't tell me anything. Don't tell me I can't eat anything. Don't tell me I got to eat a certain way. I can't drink. I'm not, I'm not having it. We have one life. I'm going to do what I want with it. The thing is, though, Justin, you know, one thing you should do with that life is talking to the freaking microphone, you pathetic Hoosier. God damn. You are doing that. All you got to do is just talk into it. I, I, guys, I mean, I w- do you want me to video myself? I mean, I'm doing everything like normal. I don't know why it doesn't work. It frustrates me, too. Trust me. Hmm, All right. It? Well, that was very nice of, of Keith to, yes. uh, to, to hook you up, and we're, we're appreciative of that roush what were you gonna say oh i was just gonna curse at him and i realized oh you probably shouldn't do that you're on radio this isn't patreon yeah yeah uh jacques jones tweeted he just wants to ball and deandre square said in due time my brother yeah people seem to like jacques jones Ooh, roush ksr story idea Mm-hmm. reach out to uk and see how many season tickets they've sold Oh, is that that? That's John. always good for that's always good for a story in the summer, and it's always John Hale that jumps on it first. I'm, this is your reminder. Go get it. I should I should wait till like Monday though. I, there's so oh, many. John, you think John Hale's waiting till Monday? Yeah, yeah, I'd probably. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder when they're going to announce alcohol sales. And then I was thinking about this too, and we'll get to some text here just in a second. So like Nick Mangione's just definitely back for another year. Yeah. It, I, I mean, it's it, pretty clear. Yeah, it's 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 it was pretty clear. I think now it's just totally obvious. Like Mitch Barnhart does not care about UK baseball. 
uh, that stinks. And hey, you know, Texas would be, you're right about all the volleyball. You're right about the sports. Uh, they, they would be good additions if the SEC can add both those programs. All right. Uh, I felt like I had something else I wanted to get to, just a little side conversation. But if I think of it, we'll come back to it. Uh, what's the next text? Uh, the next text says, any idea when tickets will be available for Kentucky's trip to Ann Arbor? Canadian listener here and only about an hour and a half away from Ann Arbor, so I'm looking to see the cast while they're in the area. Hopefully you can get across the border. I know those Canadians, they're, they're keeping all their people in, nobody in or out. Uh, but here's the thing with basketball tickets, because I get this a lot with Champions Classic. They really don't release them until it's pretty close. You know, it's it's the opposite of football. Um, but hell, the single season tickets for single game tickets, excuse me, for football just came out, you know, a, like a week or two ago. So th- they'll wait till it gets closer because that's part of uh, to maximize ticket sales. You want it to be kind of close to the event just so that it, it, it generates buzz. And uh you're you're i'm guessing you're going to end up having to do secondary market for it like StubHub or something along those lines and um you're going to probably have to pay a, a pretty penny that's going to be a hot ticket if you're a michigan fan i, I couldn't imagine how you'd miss that game so that's going to be a, a tough one for you it's probably going to be an expensive one but definitely get it if they're that close it'll be a great atmosphere i'd highly recommend buying as soon as possible, not waiting till game time because if they both end up being top five or top ten, then it just becomes astronomical. So that would be right, my advice, right. and uh, hope you can make it. If you do, remind us, and we'll want to see some pictures and whatnot. Uh, do you? I would love to go to that game as well, but if you know, I hear a baby takes up some time. Yeah, just a little bit, just mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Um, a texter asks, "Do you think they should test every player for COVID this upcoming football and basketball season? Uh, only the ones who are unvaccinated, um, because even though you can get it if you're vaccinated, it's going to be mild." Uh, I certainly don't care. Uh, I I think it should be up to the players if they want to check out, then they can get tested. If they don't, then they don't have to. Uh, and if you want to enforce vaccinate, you know, each team can have their own different policies. Just make sure the players are cool with it. And uh, the, those are conversations everybody's having and, and you go from there. That would be, did, did you see what uh Rolovich did out at Washington state? No, they are the PAC 12 is requiring all their coaches to be vaccinated for, just to attend their media days. And he said, yep, sorry, not, I'll be, I'll be able to do it remotely, but I'm not vaccinated. So I won't be there. Wow. Uh, And then uh, the Washington state president issued a statement about, because they have one on their campus. Like it's a, they have a vaccination vaccination mandate for all of their students, faculty, everything. And the statement essentially said, you can apply for an exemption and we'll go through that process um, and you'll still have to wear a mask and be distance and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that that's the, you know, if you see these colleges that are requiring their students and incoming freshmen and all that stuff, all of them do have that caveat. There's there, I think there was one on like the CBS News talking about it, and they were saying how it was, it, you, it, and you must be vaccinated unless it's for religious health reasons. Uh, and then the last one, they mentioned a couple other ones. And the last one was personal reasons. I was like, oh, my gosh. So, like, I, I think that anybody could just say personal reasons. This is why I'm not doing it. But, uh, I, you know, if folks want to be vaccinated, then I'd, 
I just think we need to stop beating people over the head with it because I think po- folks know if uh, I, I think folks know about it. If they wanted to get it, I'm sure they've gotten it. If they don't, I don't think that we can do anything to really change change well, their minds. I, I think they're they're beating it up a little bit more because as much as they were uh, folks in the SEC and you know just places everywhere, bro. Like, all right, back to normal this fall. Now you're seeing like cases surge among unvaccinated folks and they're like damn it like this could thought we were good and now we're getting this back again so that's probably why they're beating it up again Saban those were probably his best comments yesterday when he wasn't busting like it's balls uh whoa because he talked about like you know obviously we don't know what the the science we got to present the facts to all of our players um but there comes a time when you have to make some sacrifices for the team. And if you don't, then I don't, he's like, I don't know what exactly will happen or didn't happen in NC state, but they were put themselves in a position where that could happen. So we're 90% vaccinated on our team. Yeah. <laughs> and, like- <laughs> and if I was a coach, I'd have the same philosophy. I'd strongly advise my players to get it uh, because you don't want, yeah, you, you don't, you don't want to see situations like that happen. And uh, I think the sec came out and basically said, no, we're not going to have like COVID policies. If you end up having to forfeit a game, you forfeit the game. Right. So, and I like and I like that. So it's yeah. up to you. Make sure your team is being just safe. Just live with the consequences. Like there, there are consequences to your decisions. It's just not like I'm going to not do it, and everything's going to be hunky dory. Like I did get it done. Yeah. You know. Yeah. A texter says, uh, "Hey, scooter, suck it." Hey, texter, suck it. Whoa. Getting heated. Texter says, good morning, fellas. Tampa listener here on a road trip to Barron River Lake with a pit stop in Nashville. Longest road trip so far with my girlfriend, and I wouldn't want anyone else in the passenger seat. Aww. Here's to many more adventures. I love you, babe. Have a great day, guys. Love the show. Wow. So did he just want this red while playing KRC during the road trip? If so, pretty smooth move. So romantic. Yeah. You know what they say about long road trips too, Roush. Yeah, you know, just I, you and the more more pit stops. Oh yeah, um, we did have here, here's a I, I mentioned earlier the Oklahoma State Oklahoma thing, and uh, here I'm just going to read a tweet from okay. an athletic reporter. Read it on the Oklahoma State situation. I've talked to several politically connected folks in the state today. Love that he said, folks. There's almost nothing the legislature could do to keep OU and OSU together. A big reason they were attached to the hip last time, David Boren, who I believe was uh, an AD at the time. So basically, we're good. Come on down, Oklahoma. Yeah, he, right. he was he was uh, Oklahoma State president or Oklahoma State senator, Oklahoma governor, yada yada Man, yada. I feel like. We're we're past the it's happening meme and GIF. Yeah. Like it, it's like it's it's happening. It's 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 going to happen. Uh, and A and M, sorry about you. We still are happy to have you, but get over it. 
and oh, it's gonna just be horns down city, folks. God, we're I cannot not, wait uh, to throw horns down. Imagine oh, the SEC going to Alabama and being like, "We're gonna need you to quit with the horns down, okay?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think it's gonna be a penalty for throwing horns down? Oh, buddy, I'm rude awakening here. <laughs> there's gonna be like, there's gonna be flyovers of horns down before games. Oh it's my gonna, god, uh, it's gonna be glorious. Yeah, the, this is a. Uh, this is going to be cool. I'm I'm excited about it. Excited about uh, the future of college athletics. I don't think college athletics really has ever been healthier as much as folks are nervous about the future. I don't know exactly how things are going to unroll, but I, I think I think uh, I think it's going to be good. I think college athletics is is in a good spot, especially the SEC. Just yeah. means more. So much. Oh, we should so like much more. We should make it an SEC like hazing rule where. Like until they join the conference, because it looks like 2025 would be the year. Like they, ha- their end zones have to say it just means more for their remaining years in the Big 12. Like you got to do it. Sorry, those them's are the rules. It it doesn't have you no logos. It just means more, and that way we know you're Gosh. serious about it. <laughs> All right, oh. I think these are the these are it's Trevor time. So Justin, just rapid fire through these. We'll comment at the very end. Oh, no. All right, let's Justin. see what I can do. Okay. Oh, man, this is going to be harder than I anticipated, guys. Nick, his words weren't working that well. It was a PG version of saying he threw too many back. We all know golf isn't the main reason Scooter needs his right arm back. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord, I said Booker was better than Giannis. That's it. I'm clearly wrong. It's what I get giving our UK credit more credit than he deserves. <laughs> <laughs> Another funny part about this bit is just how Justin kind of fades out in the back. <laughs> Rouse accepted. Middleton went to Texas A&M, was drafted by Detroit, and was traded by Pistons after one season with Brandon Knight to Milwaukee. <laughs> I love the Trevor voice. Don't worry about the women's USA soccer team. I see this playing out like my Mighty Ducks 2 plot. They've shown up feeling a little Hollywood, but they will find their roots. And a player with a knuckle kick and win the gold. <laughs> I don't know which one. I don't know which one's the last Trevor text. So you let us know, Justin. Uh, does Ralph think he just runs his hands underwater? That he's washing his hands. If so, I think we know patient zero in the household every time. Oh, I love Trevor. I love Trevor giving out cleaning advice. Hate to disappoint you, TJ, but the twist in old knowing M Night Shyamalan will probably be it's all a dream or a simulator. Oh, I mean, maybe. Yeah, but that that's a little cheap for the M. Night Shyamalan twist. Props to Nora on getting that ring. Started out living on the front porch of KRC and now a champion. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, TJ, with a under-radar shot at Circus Circus, basically called the Super 8 of the Las Vegas Strip. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And the final Trevor Time tweet. Hell no, Trevor ain't no front wiper. I've gone poop to shower, but a wipe in between. (laughs) (laughs) And we end with gross, 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 gross. All right, uh, we'll keep it going. Goodness gracious. There needs to be a clause in the Texas-Oklahoma SEC expansion. First time there's a controversy over the Horns hand gesture, both teams are suspended for a year. Uh, Oklahoma will be like, uh, no, no, we're we're in on this. We, we uh, We want the hands down. No, that that's that's going to be folks worried about Texas like bullying like they did in the Big Twelve. That will not no, happen. No, 
No. It just will because not happen. There's there's bigger bullies here. In Texas, it's not even back. Like, come on. You've got to be somewhat back to even sniff a fart of anything like that. So, suck I, it, Texas. I will say that's the one angle that ultimately I think money wins out. But, like, do we want to throw Texas athletics a lifeline, Roush? Like, do – like, you know, could that be creating – the next Alabama football, you know, 2028 or something. It's just, it does seem like you're giving a rival keys to the clubhouse. Now, again, I think money wins out, so you're doing it. So I don't, so I agree with the decision. I'm all right with it. But that would be the only, I think, that's the only counterpoint that I think has some validity. Yes, um, uh, I'm, I can concur. But I will say that ultimately, even though you're throwing them a lifeline of sorts, I still, they have, their problems, I think, stem from within themselves. And I don't think those are going to go away. The amount of infighting among boosters and stuff, it's kind of like Auburn where they kind of cannibalizes itself. Yes, they'll probably have like a year or so where they win a title. Like, you know, like just all of it comes together at the right time. And then, you know, three years later, they're looking for a new coach. Uh, so I, I could very well see that being the case if Texas does end up in the SEC. Okay. Uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to, to see, but I'm just excited for it to, to happen, and I think money wins out. A texter says, I think I just saw Haley Minogue at Panera Bread. Not bad on the eyes, but very tall, like one Roush or five Justins high. <laughs> Did you see her in the hot dog eating contest? I, I did. I, obviously, first reaction, disappointed that we weren't asked to be in it. Uh, they, they're asking Seriously. people from the hyperbole, you know, bring bring on bring on the KRC crew. But I was happy they did ask Haley. Uh, I, I wonder if she just, like, cracked up when she found out that – or when they asked. Because, like, you know, how many hot dogs do you really think Haley's going to throw back? But, uh, yeah, they did I it last night. Three, maybe? Did not do great. Was John Bowl in it? I predicted no. four, but she was eating popcorn and having a beer before the competition, which yeah, I don't. Not taking you know, it seriously enough. You got to like, you know, starve yourself a little some, bit. Some would say making a mockery of the whole event. Right, really disrespecting it. Uh, mm-hmm. John Bowl was not in the event uh, because he says he was cheated last time. Oh so, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, but Sean Bowdy, a former classmate of mine, he finished third, and Dwight Witten finished second. So, uh, I don't. I think it was like a cameraman of sorts. They brought in a ringer to win it all. So, gotcha. Yeah. The the trophies were pretty cool. They were little hot dogs. Ah, that's pretty cool. Although you've already got a little hot dog. Wait. So Duke boys' first vacations have been to Michigan City, Indiana, and Hoover, Alabama. Sheesh! Wow. And I think he, there's Ohio trip thrown in there too. Yeah, yeah, it, it, and it's been just raining the entire time. So, oh, you yeah. all owe the, the Duke man a Disney World trip here soon. No, seriously, though. Uh, fun fact, I was Pam and Steven's neighbor as a young lad. Their daughter, Samantha, was my best bud. All right, there's your random text of the day. Bye now. Wow, well, they're, they're, they're the folks with Salsaritas. Great, great people. Much and, better golfers uh, than Terry, too. Okay, well, that seemed... Yeah. All right. Not wrong. Morning, guys. How about a nice KRC outing to the Louisville Bats and Memphis Redbird game tomorrow? I'll be going and hope to see some of you all there. You all have a good one. That would be a fun thing to do. It's the first time the Redbirds have played in Louisville since, I want to say, 99. 
they haven't played this season uh, already? No, the I don't know what the circumstances were. I think they went to another league or but for whatever reason they the the Redbirds team once they've left, they have not come back since the the first time around. Interesting. You Great know, if, logo though. And since, I'm sure they I'm sure they changed it and took away the Florida League once they left because but that was just so cool. If we had the River Bats, I'd like that. But if we're just the bats, I'd rather be the Redbirds. Yes, I, I can. I'm, I'm with you there because, like minor league baseball teams, the more wild and like, there's no reason to just stick your nose up at having like a, a normal name. Like you don't, you don't need to be just we're the Bulldogs. Like no, be the the uh, the the Albuquerque Adams or what you know Atomic Energy. Be all the goofiness, the Birmingham Biscuits, like because. It's minor league baseball. Have fun with it. You should have fun with it. And when the bats were purple, green, black, that's when we were really having fun with it. And they were the river bats. And that's when they won their only championship. And that's been two decades now. So they even had neon Deion Sanders. Wait, oh no. He's going to come after me. Damn it. Come on. My dad fought very hard for a foul ball from him and got it, broke his glasses to get it. And what did I do with it? Gave it to the dog the next day. No joke. (laughs) Felt kind of bad about it. We didn't mean to, but the dog got a hold of it. Mm -hmm. Texter says, oh, it's John. Hey, John, how you doing, pal? Good morning to all. Let's go USA. Just 22 hours until gold medals start piling up. I can't wait. Boxing, basketball, so much more. The Olympics brings people together and for their respective countries, even when they don't see eye to eye. Do you guys agree with that? Oh, yeah, we agree with that, John. I'm thinking about buying a USA headband and playing I'm a Real American. Hulk Hogan entrance in my car with the windows down with it just screaming out the speakers. Well, got to go talk to you later. Yeah, we love the Olympics. We love USA, and we agree with you, John, and uh, we're excited for it. Roush, I was thinking I cannot wait for volleyball and beach volleyball. Those are going to be so much fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, especially the beach. The regular volleyball moves so fast sometimes, it's just like, oh, my God, these people are too good. In the beach, when they're just, like, diving all over, that's when I'm like, gosh, I don't know how you can move like that in the sand. Oh, so, yeah, so much fun. Those are those are great sports to watch. And then there will – I don't – like, I like the swimming to an extent. We get a lot of it. But, like, when I get, like, a one big night of gymnastics and one big night of swimming, it's pretty fun. Or, like, whenever they do, like, the 100-yard dash and stuff, uh, Sydney McLaughlin, that'll be fun to watch. So, opening ceremonies tomorrow night. Can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. All right, a texter says, Justin is free AF. I don't know what that's in reference to. Lice, baby. Lice. Yeah, because you don't have all this golf you need to play anymore. Thanks for reminding me. Hey, by the way, I am going golfing today, but I don't get to play. I'm just going to go ride along and get drunk. Oh, how embarrassing. Play golf, buddy. It's going to be fun. Swing the club. No way. I'm not not doing further damage. Not a chance. It's, you just, you just need to shake the rust off of it. You're, you're, once you get it kind of worked out, yeah, once you get it worked out, you're going to feel great. You all, you all been clamoring me for months to go to the doctor. I finally get a doctor's appointment, and you won't even let me get to the doctor's appointment. Like, let the doctor tell me what I need to do. I'm going to take it well, until then. We're, no, we just don't want you to embarrass yourself in front of your friends. <laughs> it's, it'll be fun. I'm going to be hammered. I'm going to be their caddy. They've never played. Uh, we're going to Old Capitol. They've never played there. 
So I'm going to be their caddy. I know that place pretty well. And it's just going to be a good time. I just got to uh, be around the game, guys. I have to be around the game, even though I can't play. All right. Well, take some swings. Have some fun. A texter says, TC from Lexington. Boys, who who's uh, Scooter Dingus reading those texts sounds like the Nixon head on Futurama. Don't understand the reference, but I bet it's hard to understand. Or there's just like a so maybe that's it. I don't know. <laughs> oh man, Texter says looks like Duke Boy just needs to go to Pekin to check off his worst vacation places bingo card. <laughs> I, I, res- I responded to that texter and said he has no idea how true that is. Oh, uh, that's, that, that's pretty funny. And then one last text here. Uh, pop an edible and swing the club, you coward. Referring <laughs> to who's your dingus. No, instead he's gonna be the he's just gonna be the cart boy going around I, giving beers. I might do a couple chips and putts, but I'm definitely not pulling out the big stick. Oh, let the big dog eat. No, not a chance. It's so hungry. Confirmed. Hmm. All right. Well. Uh, let us know how it goes, I suppose. Uh, all right, what do we got today, Roush? You all, you, what's going on? Anything we missed? Uh, Drinkwitz is talking today, so I'm bound to just be steaming mad. That's what I oh. have to look forward to. Well, yeah. if you need an afternoon nap, then Drinkwitz is talking later today. So there you go. Yeah, Brian Harson, he's boring too. So. Yeah. All right, well, everybody have a good day. We'll be back tomorrow for a Friday edition of the show, and the next week we'll we'll get everybody back in the same city, and it'll be. It'll be a lot of fun. So we appreciate all the texts. Love the conference realignment talk today. A lot of fun. We'll have probably more of that tomorrow, but things are moving hot, heavy, and fast. And Texas and Oklahoma are going to be joining the SEC sooner than later, probably 2025, 2026. Everybody have a good day. Thanks for the text. KRC on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Gale.